Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Pathways to Perform. This is your host, Keisha Lalama. Today's guest is an amazing human being. He is everything to so many different people and serves so much of our region and our community. He is a podcast host. He's an educator. He is a father. He is a husband. He's a pilot. He is amazing. And he is a profound leader who really focuses all of his energy on purpose. Please welcome Patrick Malvihill. Well, hello, Patrick, and welcome to the show. Hello, Keisha. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you for joining me today. It is such an honor. You are a dear friend, a, a huge resource for me in every way. I, I constantly call for help and support, whether it's, you know, technical or emotional or <laughs> intellectual. But uh, for those of you that don't know, Patrick literally helped me step by step by step get this podcast together from the technical components to just kind of working through what it would be in the message. So at this time, I'd like to thank you for everything you have done for me because none of this would be possible without you. So thank oh, you. You are welcome. And thank you for letting me play just a little part uh, in your sphere there. Uh, you are definitely an inspiration, not only to others, but myself. So it's, it's great to be here today with you. I'm thrilled to have this conversation. <laughs> I feel like, you know, we have so much in common, but then on the other side of it, our interests are a little bit different. However, sure. they kind of bring us together. So it's, it's really interesting. I want to start from the beginning <laughs> and, and I want to learn more about you and understand your journey from your interests, you know, even as a young child and how they might have influenced to get you to where you are today. Cause I just think you're, I think you're very interesting. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's, um, it's been an interesting journey. And I think, you know, both of us talk about, you know, how our paths aren't very linear. It's not like we go from point A to point B to point C. And I think, you know, looking back and, and kind of the journey that I've had, it's, you know, there's, there's been those kind of alternate destinations planned and unplanned that have, I think, collectively got me to where I'm at today um, and have enabled me to not only kind of pursue some of my own interests, but also, I think more importantly, help others, you know, kind of pursue their own dreams. Um, so where do I begin? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so Just, uh, I'd be so interested to yeah. know in high school, right? So a lot of my, yeah. my audience is probably more young adults. Right? Sure. Yeah. So absolutely. for people that are in high school that are kind of trying to find their way, yeah. what were some influences that were, I would say loud, right? <laughs> so you're listening to that one and, oh, yeah. that is really interesting. And maybe I should pay attention to that one because you are exposed to so much in high school. Oh. And then you just don't know which way to go. So what yeah. kind of spoke to you in your, uh, I would say, you know, developmental years, right? In those formative yeah. years, what rang a little bit louder for you? Yeah. I mean, to me, it was almost these larger than life characters, you know, whether that was um, professional athletes or somebody who was, you know, the, the space program was huge back then. Um, you know, we, we would go to like air shows and you would see pilots doing these crazy things in fighter aircraft. And I, and I think, you know, each of these, these individuals were at the time so far from where I was, 
in you know our small little hometown and what I was doing that they served as kind of those beacons of maybe someday you know we can get there. Um, but a lot of it actually started even just within our family, right? Um, you know, especially my grandparents, uh, just and even my own parents are just extremely hard workers, right? And and they were just very driven and they had a really strong work ethic. Um, so in terms of watching them grow, like for example, you know, my dad worked for the Port Authority as a bus driver, right? Uh, my mom was a worked at an insurance agency, but we never wanted anything. We always had a, a, a great home, you know, and, and they were always encouraged me to, you know, just go out and try new things, you know? So that, that combination of, of, of seeing these individuals around us and, and seeing them on magazines or TV, and then also just that, that support at home, uh, my inspiration, I think came from those two sources specifically. That's so interesting. Yeah. Okay. I, I do. <laughs> I have that parallel with you in that the fact that my parents were always there helping, encouraging, supporting, saying, check this out, maybe explore this, Mm -hmm. but, um, the constant guiding light, you know? Yeah. And it wasn't so much, well, you need to go to college and do this, or you need to be this type of person or professional network. It was kind of, it it was kind of like, okay, go out and explore and, and see really what the opportunities are without limiting what they might become. And, we're going to be here to figure out how to help you. We might not know how to do it, but, you know, just keep pushing forward. And that's some of the biggest challenges I think today with students. I mean, there's just so much out there and, you know, whether it's like their phones or their tablets, like, I mean, they just have access to so much information and it becomes not so much a decision of what I want to become in terms of my own vision, perhaps, but they're just constantly bombarded. Right. And it's like, what do I do? You know? Yeah. I mean, I just, they're overstimulated, oversaturated. Absolutely. And I, uh, yeah. you know, it, and it's the same kind of thing with my parents, you know, they knew that I was gravitating toward gymnastics and dance. Yeah. And so then, you know, it's the same exact thing, exactly what you said. I don't know what that is, <laughs> but I'll take you there. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> right. and they, they did that. So you could kind of, uh, reveal or discover or uncover yes. whatever those interests were. Yes. And um, today it's a, it's more challenging because there's so much coming at them mm-hmm. that how do you know you, you, I think you have to follow your gut, what your uh, gut yeah. instinct attraction is. Oh, at the end of the day. And it's, and I see that challenge where, you know, students come and they even get to our world where they're in college and it's like, well, my parents have said this, or, you know, my peers are doing this. So I just did that. And they get into a position where it's, you know, three years down the road, I don't like this. Like, well, (laughs) again, let's talk about you. And that's why it's so important. Like I said, every time, you know, we get new students coming to our university, my first conversation with them is tell me your dreams. (laughs) I, I don't care about limits. Just, just tell me. What do you love to do? What are your passions? What are your hobbies? And then let's talk about maybe what career path might be right. Yeah, you're here for business, but you know what? Maybe you need to be on a stage somewhere, right? I don't care what you do, just as long as you love it. And and those conversations, I think sometimes are difficult because again, it's that peer influence. Well, you know, my friends are doing this or my parents tell me to do this. Like, but you, I I need to know what you love. And then we go from there. Yeah. It's really about digging. Yeah, you know, it is. Trying to figure out what makes you tick. 
What, yeah. what, what, what are you, what gets you excited? What makes you want to wake up in the morning? You know? You, yeah. yeah. And me, like you said, growing up and I think even at a very young age, it was always airplanes and sports. <laughs> right. And, and, and I was fortunate enough to have a surrounding environment where we would always go to air shows, always go to the airport. You know, you wanted to play sports. Well, we're going to figure out how to make that happen. And like you said, there was a lot of lessons that came from that, I think. That's incredible. And so, uh, you know, I'm interested in learning about some of those icons that you spoke of earlier, some of those <laughs> athletes or people that may have inspired you. Yeah. Because I do think that it's very different today. I mean, oh, yeah. I grew up and you're probably similar in the Michael Jordan era. I mean, this iconic, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, greatest of all time, but it is <laughs> my opinion. Yeah, uh, but yeah. I, uh, you know, those iconic, there, there was less information coming at us. Sure. And so I do feel like superstardom and those kinds of icons could rise. Mm -hmm. That's a little bit different today. But how, you know, were there any kind of icons that influenced you? I mean, 23 is my favorite number. <laughs> you know, it's all part of it. <laughs> I mean, that's why I was always 24, right? In basketball, because I was one better than Jordan, right? I mean, that's oh, the way it is. Okay. And that's that mentality, like high school and college. That's the number that I kept. I, I had to have it. And I fought for it for that very reason. But it wasn't just Michael Jordan. It was also Scottie Pippen, right? Mm -hmm. And BJ Armstrong and his supporting right. cast. And yes, that he was again the poster child for the NBA and the Chicago Bulls at the time. But you know, if you go back and you watch all the documentaries that you get from like Sports Illustrated and all those other you know, magazines, and you look at the amount of work that goes in that got him to that point, that's what I wanted to know. Like I wanted to know the process because if I could deconstruct the process, if he made it, I can make it. And you can apply that exact same thing to whatever it is that I'm doing. And you know, whether that's sports, whether that's like career, whether that's hobby, passions, you know, service to others, that same process can be repeated with hopefully receiving the same outcome. Right? Yeah. And I, so, I mean, it is about back in the day, poster child, yeah, you know, yeah. poster child, the face of oh. it, you don't understand behind the scenes, oh. how many contributing factors there are. No, but it's fun to watch because I, I don't know why. I gravitated to, to the process so early. And I think it was almost because I was ingrained in an environment where work ethic was, was like number one, right? Like if you did something, like you did it all the way. Uh, like I always had, I, I hated it. I always had to have a job, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, it was to the point where it's just like, oh, really? Can I just go like have fun? Which I mean, it, you had fun, but at the same time, like I'm so appreciative now of, of, that environment growing up more so maybe than I was at the time. But, it, you know, you look at people like Michael Jordan or, you know, some of the aviation influence or even going back to my grandparents, right? I mean, it's just, I always remember even, you know, they may have been like 70 or so at the time, but I mean, they still worked part-time just because they wanted to be out there and engaging, doing mm -hmm. something, right? And, you know, even into high school, you know, this is kind of getting into sports, but I can remember, I would just go to the basketball court and literally I would play all day, like seven or eight hours. And it would get to the point where like, I would walk on a, onto a court and I'd see three people over there playing. And I would be like, Hey, do you want to play a game? And they're like, yeah, yeah. We'll play like two on two. And I'm like, uh, -uh. I want to play one on three. I want to challenge all of you guys to a game. And then I would just get my butt kicked. 
time and time and time again, <laughs> right? Same thing in middle school. Like I would go and I would play against kids in high school and college and like they would be done and leaving. I'm like, where are you going? Well, I just beat you like for the fifth time. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> like, let's keep going. It makes me better. Let's keep yes. going. Because mm -hmm. yes. And that's the thing. It was, it wasn't like losing wasn't the mentality. It was let's go. Like it I'm was the practice. Driving. It was the process. It was the practice. It was yes. the process. And that's, that's, yes. yeah. It's interesting yes. that you were able to identify that at such a young age. So many people, I know yeah. I didn't get it until much later, you know? Yeah. And I don't know why I, I honestly can't put my finger on like why that was there, but I know the work ethic was there. I know the perseverance thing was there and it was just, I was just driven. Like there was just something in there yeah, and it didn't matter. Yeah, it's just it, your DNA. I mean, it's just part of your makeup, which is great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which like you said, you see in you too, like you said, aggressive, right? But mm -hmm. you're aggressive, but you're strategic about it. And you work and you keep working and working and working because you know, you want to accomplish whatever that goal is. Right. So yeah, it, like I said, it's, it's, it's a recipe that I wish I could bottle up and literally just ingrain in everybody that I know. That's amazing. And I, you know, you're such a, um, I, I contributing innovative, successful leader, you know, you're thank constantly, you, you are, you. I mean, it's, it's, you're constantly leading with purpose and it is really about the bigger picture and not just about you. So this might be a little, a little, <laughs> uh, an interesting question, but in regard to sports and your passion for flight, mm. how does that influence leadership? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, in terms of blending those two, I guess we'll call them fields together. Uh, it's, as you said, it, it requires, I think, courage, right? In, in both of those areas, attention to detail, mm -hmm. right? Flexibility, right? So all those characteristics you think, I, you think of when you say, oh man, that's great leadership, right? I, I think you could see them present within those two respective fields, right? And flying airplanes is just fun, right? Leadership is fun. So I think that's a perfect opportunity to make sure that Keisha's going to go flying with me this summer and, and have it on tape. Correct. I would love to go flying with <laughs> you. And and I'm not talking just sitting there. I need you to actually fly so, oh, as long okay. as you're okay with that. So. Oh, I would love it. But good. I'm glad we got that on the record though, because now I have you committed to uh, flying an airplane this summer. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's amazing, but it is, you know, again, you're leading. You're, you're in control of the seat, flying an airplane. It's all part of the, like you said, details process. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's interesting in perspective. I love that. And here's the thing. I, back in the day, yes, I had you know the grand visions of, of moving towards the military. And, and that was a decision I made not to pursue some of those things. But now, if I can use aviation the way I really wanted to use for is, is teaching others, maybe not so much how to fly, but that process of, you know, if I can do this and or accomplish this, I can apply that same process to my own pathway and my own goals. Um, and so it's almost, that's really what it's becoming for me right now. That's, that's great. It's beautiful to even be able to look back and reflect and identify how it all weaves itself together. Yeah. And I yeah. think the misconception in young adults certainly is that if you pursue, I'm just going to use dance because that's my arena, then you just dance. But no, all of your interests fuse together to create this dynamically beautiful, complex human being. 
And yeah. you're exactly that. I mean, you have all of these different interests that come together and I, it's, you are so multifaceted and your perspective, you appreciative, it gives you an appreciation for everything. So you're a true leader on campus at Point Park University. Everyone adores you. There's so much <laughs> respect. And I Thank do you. think it's reciprocal because you're giving it back. You show up for everything and you're a true champion of young people and certainly your colleagues, the overall organization, it's everything. So how did you go from the military, interest in military to then yeah. teaching? You know? Yeah, so that's a really good question. And, and, and thank you, like I said, it's humbling to hear those words. Um, the, the military thing, like I said, is, had always been there and I have a lot of family that have came from that environment. Um, and honestly, it was one of those things that it was just a decision. I, I actually was ready to go to the military. I had my pilot slots lined up um, and it was really came down to, you know, do I continue to pursue the military option or do I you know, pursue the civilian side? And it was just, you know, I, I just made the decision not to go the military route. Um, and looking back on it, and I'm pretty uh, transparent with the side of, in terms of regrets, like that's probably one thing I wish I would have pursued. Um, but at the same time, you know, like I said, I can't focus on that so much because like, I could still do other things to help veterans, you know, work with the military today. Right. So I ended up with the, on the civilian side and, you know, just literally quit my job in the, from the corporate world and, you know, took the big leap of faith and did all my training. And then what ended up happening was uh, 9-11 happened, right? Unfortunately. Uh, so that pretty much crushed all civilian aviation for an extended period of time. Uh, so that kind of got me into the position of, okay, you know, I, I've always liked teaching, right? So that's when I made the transition into higher education as an administrator. But they didn't know I had that long-term plan of, I want to be a faculty member. <laughs> right, cause here's because And where it all started was my neighbor. Uh, he was an ex-Navy guy who was a college professor and he was a flight instructor on the side. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> you teach, which is pretty rewarding in and of itself. You still get to fly all the time, which is pretty rewarding. That's where I want to go. All right. So behind the scenes, I had strategically mapped out, you know, I'm going to get in as an administrator, work my butt off to get the required skills that I need to eventually someday make that change. And, you know, 12 years later, here we are. All right. That is extraordinary. <laughs> but they didn't know it though. <laughs> mm -hmm. But every time they said, Hey, do you want to teach a course? Absolutely. All right. Do you want to publish a, a paper? Absolutely. All right. So it was all done in plain and open sight. But again, mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of, like I said, it, nobody knew, like, I think the long-term plan, you know, it's just a matter of networking, waiting for the opportunity. And very quickly, you know, in 2014, everything happened. Well, and, and being ready uh, for that change. opportunity, you were, you were preparing and that's yes. so much of it is that you have to, when the opportunity, when the opportunity presents yes. itself, you must be prepared. That's such a huge thing. And that's another thing that I tell my students. It's like, you know, you may not know where you're going hundred percent, but if you take every day and do something, even if it's incredibly small and you're continually preparing when the moment comes, you're going to be able to jump. Whereas others are going to be kind of, like you said, pivoting or figuring out how they can capture the opportunity and you're down the road. Right. That's and that's right. exactly what happened. Um, but 
so that's how we got there though it was uh uh and again it was a little bit of luck a little bit of timing um but also as you said even behind the madness there's a lot of strategy and purpose well and i mean after 9-11 i'd love to circle back to that yeah. I, and, and to have I mean, almost your dream, your path completely pulled out from underneath you. Yeah. <laughs> and to be able to, I, this word is overused right now, but pivot and sure. shift, sure. shift and say, now let's go this way. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that was such a, an extraordinarily devastating time. It was difficult. It, it really not, not so much for me, but I mean, just the country and everybody mm -hmm. involved. I mean, it's so hard and we all have connections back to that period of time and, you know, from an aviation perspective, it was so cut and dry because so my flight instructor at the time, you know, he had left for the airlines just maybe two to three months before I was kind of starting to look at those options. And he was kind of at the, that cutoff point. And literally everybody in front of him was good. Everybody behind. It was almost like an eight to 10 year cycle. And we're just getting into that. Uh, actually, they're just getting into that hiring boom again right now. Right. So you think from you know 2001 to now, right? That that was the boom. That was the swing. Right. So, but again, that goes back to you know the point that you brought up in terms of leadership. It's agility, right? Innovation, being able to figure out how to pivot, you know, when you need to do so. Because again, you can't have you or your team continue to down head down a path that's not going to be beneficial or valuable to them or to your organization. All right. So being able to realize that those things are happening and to immediately start transitioning into whatever's next, right? Um, with purpose uh, mm -hmm. is incredibly important. Because like you said, there's a lot of individuals that were kind of like, well, what do I do now, right? Mm -hmm. um, so well, and it's, courage, it, I guess. Courage, that's exactly right. And mm -hmm. finding a way and finding a way to balance because now mm -hmm. as much as your dream of maybe not moving forward in aviation, sure. being that pilot or working for, you know, United or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Becoming this big commercial pilot, uh, you know, to shift and go into this, but then still be able to fly. <laughs> and so what does it do? Does it clear your head? Do you just love oh, it's peaceful. it? It's, it's peaceful. peaceful. Yeah, honest to gosh. And that's really what it is. It's, and there's two sides of it. One, like you said, you're, you're up in this environment that, you know, you think of this huge, big sky and it really is right. And, and you have the opportunity to, to have a perspective that not many individuals have. Right. And then to also, you know, for example, you know, I just did a introduction flight with a new student recently, uh, again, never been in an airplane, right. Afraid of heights. And the second you could see it as soon as I said, okay, plane's yours. They, it's just something magical happens there. They're like, this is awesome. Like, I never thought I would be doing this. Well, here you are, right? You're here, you're doing it. Like you are flying the airplane right now, right? And, you know, whether they pursue it or not, they still have that memory of what it was like, right? And that's what's really amazing to me is like you said, it's, it's, it's a perspective that not many people get to have and the opportunity to bring people into that community, you know, whether they're staying long-term or just want the experience initially is, is amazing. Well, and I love that you're, again, that word perspective, just seeing it for more than what it, what it even is. And I know yeah, you yeah. enough to know that you're in this plane <laughs> and you're looking around the community and wondering how you can help it because that's who you are. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, it is. And it is. And we're going through this, this project right now and, and the individuals at the local airport 
really are in this process of figuring out, okay, it's not just an airport to this community. It's really a place for people to gather, right? And, and we're trying to come up with this three to five year plan that how is it that we can make this a place where the community comes together and celebrates who this town and this region is and its people, right? And it's exciting because the, the challenge is, you know, they have both of us in this room and we're just like, filled with ideas, right? So now it's how, how do we prioritize and operationalize some of those ideas? But I mean, there's there's so many communities across the U.S. that are the same way, you know, right in your hometown, there's a local airport as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's, it's again, like whether you love aviation or not, it's really about the community of people that are, are there and coming out and, and connecting and being together. Of course, you know, more so once we're kind of through the pandemic, but um yeah, it's and and sharing the same passions, the same interests, the same yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's the yeah. same thing with dance, right? Mm-hmm. And, and theater and performing arts, like it's coming together to share you know, excitement about telling stories through movement, and, and it's it's the same thing, same idea, right? And I, and I think that's what connects us, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's just the same kind of mm-hmm. thing, just a different arena. Just a different that's, arena. That's, that's exactly all. right. So I, I have to ask you this because you have so <laughs> many different things that you're actively involved in. Yeah. What, what do you <laughs> do? <laughs> right? So you're a podcast host, you're a pilot, you're a faculty member, you're an administrator, you're a chair of a department. I yeah. mean, you're a father, right? You're a yeah. husband, you're a co- There are all these things. How would you label yourself? A dad, a husband, right? Yeah. I, 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 someone who loves the human experience, right? And so I, that's a that's a tough question, but I, I, I really think it just begins with yeah, a dad and a husband, right? Um, I don't know. See, now you're making me think. That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I love. Hey, it. I, I don't know how else to describe it, but I mean, it's well, that's your anchor. I would say yeah. that would be your anchor. That's where you start yeah. from. And yeah. then everything else is kind of bonus. A relationship builder? Absolutely. That's excellent. Um, That's good. I, I, and I don't know what the word would be, but I love, I love when people come into my life and say, man, I wish I could do this. Because instantly I'm already thinking we're going kind of like you. Right. It's, 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 it's like when you started your podcast, it was, Hey, I'm going to do this. Next thing you know, it's like, Hey, Patrick, I, I need details and specs because we're going. And it's, I, I look at it that way because it's, it's a challenge, right? You're giving me, I want to be an astronaut and be on the international space station. Well, awesome. Let's figure out how to get you there. <laughs> right. So, so I think, yeah. How, however you want to describe that. That's kind of, kind of my jam. I love that. Yeah. I love, I love challenge. You make things happen for people, for yourself, for the community. And it's, yeah. it's, you're always someone to offer a lending hand and support, but then actually yeah. follows through. You hear people say, oh yeah, if you need me, let me know. But you are, what do you need? Oh, here you go. And you deliver. Yeah. And How I exciting think, is it? Yeah. I think you're right though. I mean, that's such an exciting opportunity like that, however you call that role, but it's like, you know, you get those phone calls and you see them yourself. It's like, I have these huge dreams and visions or ideas that on its surface may or may not be logical or even possible, but let's figure it out. 
Mm-hmm. There's got to be a way to do it, you know? Yeah. And I think you and I have had conversations just even within our own respective roles in the university where, you know, this would be such a cool thing to do. So let's figure it out. And, you know, we've done that, you know? Well, and every time you take that risk, you spoke earlier about sure. the word courage. You are yeah. doing something for the, the betterment, right? You're making positive change. And by mm-hmm. you helping me, now we're reaching young adults. And so oh, it's that's those, huge. That's fun. I mean, that's what it's all about. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And it's awesome because again, like you said, you, and even with your podcast, I mean, what I've done is it's such a small role in getting and helping you move forward. Okay, but this it's is like... not true, everybody. Please don't <laughs> listen to him. I, this microphone that I'm speaking into, the headphones that I have in step by step, and he even took it further in regard to, let me just copy and paste this so she doesn't have to look it up. So literally no. step by step by step. So again, you are so humble, but I am forever grateful for everything. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. And that's, I mean, that's really why we do what we do. Like even whether it's performing arts or business or aviation or family or communities, it's, you know, tell me, you know, those dreams, those visions and their aspirations, and let's figure out how to get you on a pathway to make them happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, to me, that's, that's exciting to do. Right? Well, and so what's your favorite thing about teaching and your job at Point Park University? Oh, teaching at Point Park. I love our students and I love our faculty. Um, you know, I, I know the word gritty comes up periodically, but um, I, I kind of gravitate to, you know, we, we're very passionate. Uh, and even though we come from completely different academic environments or backgrounds or visions, I love the interdisciplinary approach that we have in our university. Like the fact that I have, you know, for example, conservatory students in my business classes I love it. Share me your perspective because there's so much you could bring to the table when we're talking about management or leadership or just starting your own business, right? Uh, that collective wealth of experience and perspective is such an awesome thing. And, you know, it's, I, I think that's the thing that I love the most. And it's, it's also very authentic and genuine. Mm-hmm which is something that I don't think that I have experienced anywhere else. And I'll also go back and I did a lot of my original dissertation research around the conservatory and how the conservatory kind of came to fruition. That's how I met you. And that's exactly how we met because you were one of the the interview. But again, there's something palpable when you walk into the conservatory, doesn't matter your major, what you're doing. Like you could feel this energy, this vibe, this presence. And from the very beginning, like that is what I have always clinged to in terms of when I think about our students and our university and our organization, it doesn't matter what you're studying, like that vibe and that energy is what I love. It's awesome. Well, I feel like there's so much good that can come from collaboration, that, oh, yeah. that crossover, the listening and learning of again, that word, I guess this word is perspective today, but just, you know, and it's, it's you helping me through the business component of this podcast and the technology and these kinds of things, but then the artistry influences in a different way. And when you start bringing people together with different ideas, I, that's when magic happens. It does. It it is such an amazing thing. And, And it's awesome when you can step back and kind of watch it happen. Because, you know, you'll start with, you know, ideas that maybe not be fleshed out yet and maybe some visions here or there. But then when you have people come together, 
the end result is hundred times better mm-hmm. because you just add talent and effort and energy and perspective from these collective backgrounds and you know, just amazing things happen. Right. And, and be, be able to consciously take the time to look around, observe, experience what's actually happening. I, that's one thing that, that I've gotten a little bit better at doing. Cause again, before it was always just like, go, 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 go. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, now I'm talking like I'm ready to retire here soon, which I'm not, but it's like, I'm much more appreciative of the process and making sure that I take the time to enjoy it while I'm going through it. Maybe more so than I had, you know, five, six years ago. Yeah. And I, I, that I was listening to another podcast this morning and what stayed with me was someone had shared advice that they received from someone before them. And they said, the only thing, it was a musician. Uh-huh. And he said <laughs> that someone told him to pause and make sure that he's present in the moment to celebrate the current, whatever happening, you know, the, the happening yes. around you because you're chasing, like you said, you were so busy chasing after it and this and this and this, write my doctorate, move on, uh-huh. whole professor, whatever it is. And then you look back and you don't know if you really enjoyed the ride. Yeah, and, and that's kind of exactly what you said is really now being able to kind of settle. And I, I yeah. hear people say slow down. I don't think that's true. No, I think it's settling into it. And, you know, I will we'll finish this conversation and you and I will have 10,000 other things <laughs> to do today. Yeah. But it's being here in this moment and just enjoying it. And it's such a important leadership characteristic. Right. And I always tell my students this, you know what? Life is always going to be there, right? Problems, challenges, opportunities, whatever it is. But imagine if you could just take 10 minutes you know, during that meeting or even two minutes when you're having that conversation with somebody and just put it on the shelf. Think about how authentic that conversation and experience is going to be, right? And it's funny. I'll let you in on a little secret, right? Nobody else has heard this before. Oh, right? yes. So I created a, a Disney leadership seminar class, all right, that's offered every fall. Hmm. That whole class is built upon this very idea. And I don't tell them that, but when we get to Disney before, because we have the class and then we go to Disney for five days and we're busy. But I tell them that once they get there, there's going to be a moment. I don't know when it's going to be. It's going to be different for everybody, but you're going to be somewhere doing something and it's going to hit you. And you're going to be taken back to your childhood parents, your friends, family, whoever it may be, but it's going to sink in and connect and realize how powerful the experience, your influence and opportunities are going to have are going to be. So it's, it's, it's that, it's that important. So I built that entire class around that singular idea. That's so special. And when they, I think that that kind of awakening moment where it hits them and then they understand the purpose again, leading with purpose, it's something you do so well. Yeah. But the, the bamboozled surprise, I love that. <laughs> I would love to see their epiphany and that realization yes. that has to be really rewarding for you. Yeah. And it's something that I probably should ask them what it is, right? Because <laughs> usually I, and I want them to keep in a way, I want to keep it to themselves. And that's something that they can hold and cherish and move forward with, but yeah, it, it is. And often I think you said, like you said, we're, we're so busy. You know, we're always moving a thousand miles an hour. And, and I think the, that the words that that artist said, hit pause. Mm-hmm. it pause, it, it doesn't have to be a long time, even just 20 seconds, you look around, 
That's beautiful. So, you know, I'm really interested in learning how you balance life and work. I know your family means the world to yeah. you. Uh, you know, your wife, your children, your even your friends and your extended family. I know how much you value family. How yeah. do you balance your time doing all of these different things? And, you know, of course, living the best dad life. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I so think it it's yeah. so important, you know, it is, it is. And I, I think it, my, my ability to balance is in the perspective of whom around. Right. Cause I know mm-hmm. my wife mm-hmm. is always saying you're working too much or, you know, when are you going to take time you know, to, to disconnect and et cetera. But you know, I think, you know, we all have had those conversations, right. Um, I, it's one of those things. It's almost, you know, just, we were talking about, you know, going swimming or, or exercising, you know, it, it's gotten to the point where I, where I literally, for me, I almost just schedule it in. Right. So I know it, you know, at six or six thirty or seven, like I just have to stop. Right. And, and it's in all honesty, something that I still struggle with because again, I, I go back to, we talked about this before the variable of time, right. In a, looking at the amount of time that I'm going to be effective in terms of my life to get things accomplished. And, and I kind of always go back to, man, if I could just you know, help you know, get this project running or that project running. So it, it's certainly something that I still struggle with, but like you said, I, I, I just have to put in those kind of hard starts and stops during mm-hmm. the day. Um, and then again, you know, I'm appreciative of my wife and my family, especially a five-year-old, right? Daddy, yes. <laughs> when, when mm-hmm. are we going to play Legos? You know, and, and they don't, really care if you're on a meeting or whatever right mm-hmm. it's, it's like you gotta go and I can't I can't turn that away right if you're gonna you know if he's gonna ask me to go play Legos of course I am of course know? we're gonna play Lego yeah, yeah absolutely so so I think it's you know it's certainly something that I'm, I'm far from being good at doing um but it's it's that ongoing practice of you know I, I keep trying right Put well I would say prioritizing stuff. Yeah. So it's, and I got to get this project done, but now I'm going to play Legos and trying yeah. not to allow the other stress to creep into a moment yeah. of, you know, just being present as a dad. Yes. Yeah. And it's funny because I look at that and, and I think I beat myself up a little bit on this because it's like, I could teach others how to prioritize and execute, but we ourselves, can't, like, I can't do it. <laughs> I I'm thinking to myself, like, why yeah. is that? Well, like, it's such a simple thing, right? You know, well, and, yeah, but that's that phrase practice what you preach. <laughs> it, that was definitely created for people that don't practice what right, they preach right. <laughs> or they try, they try. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we genuinely try, but it's it's one of those things that, yeah, I, I definitely I, I'm glad I have the system around me, like I said, with kids either either asking me to quit working so much or a wife just gentle nudging and reminding. So it's a it's a work in process, yeah. <laughs> well, and you, you, you you are driven with passion. And so to try to try to ease that is difficult to slow down. It's hard to throw that back because as you know, you're, you're the exact same way. It's like the second somebody plants an idea in my head, I might be building Legos here. And, and yes, I'm paying attention to this, but at the same time, I'm thinking, okay, here's what I want to do. Step A, B, yes. and C, like now, right. Yeah. Even before we wake up tomorrow, it, it's just, I can't, I can't break it. It's that. very difficult for you and I to rest. We can't. No, I I can't do it. People tell me all the time, and I I know this answer for you. People are like, do you meditate? No, 
No. No, no I've nothing tried. against meditation. <laughs> no, nothing against it at all. I have tried and I listen to these guided, right? And it's now you are breathing. And then I have 14 things creeping in my head. Like you have this report, dude, don't forget to do this. And then I'm like, yes. no, I'm breathing. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. It'd it's be very same. funny for you and I to try to meditate in a room with a guided <laughs> person. <laughs> You and I need to record something in a yoga class or a meditation class because just I think that would, just be, that would just be hilarious. <laughs> I would be sitting there with my eyes closed, looking at you like, what are you doing? Like, hey, Keisha, I got this idea. Since we have a few minutes in this class here, do you want to, can you run something by you? <laughs> but don't you feel that those 20 seconds that you're even talking about, that's when the new idea comes. That's the it's, problem. That's the problem. You but I don't think me, it's, yeah. You, you give either one of us like 20 yeah. seconds or five minutes of freedom. It's like, oh, what can I create? Yeah. Right. Yep. That's so, <laughs> so fun. So yeah. Yeah. But I, <laughs> yeah, getting us into yoga class could be very terrifying. Oh, this is happening. <laughs> this is definitely, listen, I tried yoga and this power flow uh, yoga because I thought it might be more aggressive and I, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, no, I, I honestly have never, no, I, I've never even tried. <laughs> Life work balance is, it's tough. And I it guess, is. you know, but step one would be being present in the moment and yeah. not throwing that time away. So well, that's the biggest thing. And that's where I'm appreciative. And again, this past year was difficult health-wise and, and pandemic-wise for a lot of individuals. But you know, on the positive side, the, the extra time we were mm -hmm. given with our families was just amazing. Yeah, right? oh, that's exactly it's, right. That's, you don't get that, right? And, and that's no. the idea. No, and it's, you know, just, again, appreciation for humanity and life yeah. and the experiences that were granted and yeah. just being okay with that is <laughs> and messy houses and the whole nine yards it is what together. it is that doesn't change by the way my kids are 20 something <laughs> and it doesn't change uh, so yes. i would love to know um just in our closing here what advice do you have for young people chasing their dreams there are so many dream chasers out there you know maybe they're not sure or hesitant, or do I really go after this? I always hear about the backup plan, right? As you do too. What kind of advice, you have so much to offer. What advice do you have for our audience? Yeah, so, you know, the, the, the biggest thing that I, I can offer to, the, to the, your audience is really, you know, again, go back to that idea of your vision might not be 100% clear yet of where you're going and others you might be exactly on the path you know where you're going but you know again life is not a very linear point a point b point c process and, and as soon as you realize that there's going to be some alternate destinations and, and other intermediary steps along the way as long as you are making progress each day you know even if it's in a really really small way right when you arrive at that intersection of opportunity you're going to be ready to go. All right. And it's a matter of, you know, measuring and celebrating those small successes and knowing that you're not going to take big leaps all the time. So just keep pushing, you know, keep moving forward and celebrating those small moments with the vision always there at the end and enjoy the journey because there's so much opportunity and awesome people around the world uh, that, that are willing to help you engage and that you can learn from, uh, just enjoy the process and the journey because it's, uh, it's part of the experience. What great advice. 
Thank you so much for that. <laughs> well, thank you for having me here today. This I know this is a long time in the making. Long time like in the I making. Said, it's uh, it's always exciting when we get together and, and have these conversations. Um, I learn a lot every time. Uh, so, like I said, I'm I'm thankful for our friendship and the opportunity to to be here with you. And I'm looking forward to seeing all the amazing things that are coming down the pipeline, no doubt, and the airplane ride. <laughs> and the airplane ride.